Hi, Rabbi Rashi Simon here with a Shabbos message for all my friends at Kesher and beyond. In this week's parasha, Matos Masae, we read the sons of Reuven and Gad had abundant livestock, very great. They saw the land of Yaazer and the land of Gilad, and behold, the place was a place for livestock. The tribes of Reuven and Gad made a special request to Moshe. They wanted to live east of the Jordan River, Everhayardain, or Transjordan, not in the land of Israel itself. Moshe initially is upset with them because he assumes that they are trying to avoid fighting to conquer the land with the rest of the tribes. They then explain that they want that land only because it is good for their livestock, which they have in great abundance. They would join with the rest of the children of Israel in the battle for the land, and only once the conquest is complete will they return to their inheritance on the east bank of the Jordan River. Moshe accepts their offer, and the book of Joshua describes how they fulfilled their commitment. They were also joined in Transjordan by half of the tribe of Manasseh. The sages, however, find fault with these tribes for choosing to live outside the borders of the land of Israel itself. They teach that these tribes were the first to be carried off into exile as a result. The book Shivte Yisrael finds an interesting common denominator between the three Shvatim or tribes who chose to live east of the Jordan River. They were all firstborn. Reuven was firstborn to both his father and his mother. Gad was firstborn to Bilha, maidservant of Rachel, and Menashe was firstborn to Yosef. We know that the Torah affords firstborn sons certain privileges that others do not get. They inherit a double portion, and they command the respect of their siblings. On a more practical or innate level, firstborns tend to be leaders and perhaps assertive by nature. The problem is that these characteristics can sometimes be used impetuously. Yaakov Avinu, when blessing his sons, describes Reuven as pachaz kamaim, in a rush like water. Reuven, by his very nature, was like a torrent, and in his rush to do what he considered right, he made errors in judgment. This was not only Reuven's shortcoming, perhaps it is a tendency characteristic of firstborns. It is notable that firstborns often do not fare well in the Torah. Think of Cain, who was jealous of his brother Hevel, leading to the first homicide. Yishmael, half-brother and antagonist of our father Yitzchak. And of course, Esav, older twin brother of Yaakov. Reuven, who lost his Bechorah, and Menashe, who was surpassed by his younger brother Ephraim. Perhaps the quality of being pachas, impetuous, impatient, unbridled, and perhaps entitled, has some part in this pattern of disappointing firstborns. A case in point might be the reaction of these tribes when they were surveyed, when they surveyed the pasture land of Transjordan. The rest of the tribes were willing to wait and see the wonderful land that awaited them on the other side of the Jordan River. But Reuven, Gad, and Menashe saw good grazing land and said, let's grab it. Chazal disapprove of this attitude. Shivte Yisrael suggests that the impetuosity of these two and a half tribes cost them a yearly mitzvah. The Mishnah teaches that one may not bring Bikurim, the first fruits, from Ever Hayardain. The Meishiloach, by the famous Ishbitzer Radzina Rebbe, 
teaches that the significance of Bikurim is that a farmer spends his entire year working his field, waiting for his fruit to start growing. When they finally begin to appear on the trees, the farmer might be tempted to rush out to the field and grab them. The lesson of the Bikurim is patience. Your payday can wait a little longer. The first fruits go to the master of the universe. Perhaps we do not bring the first fruits from Transjordan because Eva Hayardin represents the impetuosity of the firstborn, and that attribute is precisely the characteristic that the first fruits are meant to counteract. Have a wonderful Shabbos.